Topic 8.3 Effects of the Cold War The only thing that kept the Cold War cold was the mutual deterrence afforded by nuclear weapons. Chung Mong Jun, South Korean politician and business leader, 2013. The essential question for today, in what ways did both Soviet Union and the United States seek to maintain influence during the Cold War? With the start of the Cold War, new military alliances for mutual protection formed in different parts of the world. The threat of nuclear war, as noted by Chong Mong Jun, kept the United States and the Soviet Union from starting a war that could end in unprecedented global destruction. But proxy wars, such as the ones in Korea and Vietnam, resulted in millions of deaths. In a proxy war, a major power helps bring about a conflict between other nations but does not always fight directly. These conflicts underline the political and philosophical divide between the superpowers. The superpowers faced off in Cuba and several other Central American countries as well as in the African country of Angola. The combination of military, economic and nuclear influence across the globe made the world a tense place for decades after World War II, the war the two superpowers had worked together to end. Allied Occupation of Germany the conflict among the Allies after World War II was exemplified by the debate over how to occupy the defeated country of Germany. The Allies agreed to partition the country among France, Great Britain and the United States, as well as the Soviet Union. The three Western Allies wanted to combine their zones into one state under democratic principles. Berlin Blockade the Allies also decided to divide Germany's capital, Berlin, into four zones. The three western zones would become a free city that was located within the Soviet zone of Germany. The Soviets wanted to stop these western plans and control all of Berlin. They set up a blockade of the western zone in Berlin to prevent the west from moving supplies into the area by land. Western allies did not want to risk military confrontation with the Soviets and ultimately began the Berlin Airlift. Through this operation, the allies flew supplies into the western zones between February 1948 and May 1949, when the Soviets lifted the blockade. The two Germanys. After the blockade ended, Germany split into two states. West Germany became a Federal Republic of Germany, East Germany became the German Democratic Republic. The division in Eastern Europe and Western Europe was complete. The Berlin Wall As citizens of East Germany saw the prosperity and democratic lifestyle of the West Germans, many wanted to move to the West. Between 1949 and 1961, about 2.5 million East Germans fled. However, the East German and Soviet governments were determined to keep people in East Germany. 
they knew that the exodus from the West reflected poorly on the communist system. It was very hard on the economy. They first set up barbed wire fences patrolled by guards along the perimeter of East Germany and between East and West Berlin. In August 1961, they began replacing the fences in Berlin with a wall which became known as the Berlin Wall. Between 1961 and 1989, when the Berlin Wall fell, soldiers killed about 150 people as they tried to escape over it. NATO, the Warsaw Pact, and other alliances. Only a few years after World War II ended, the Soviet Union dominated the Eastern European countries they had occupied during the war. Communist governments in those countries, buoyed by support and the direct influence of Stalin, subjected their people to the same suppression and economic system as the Soviet Union. Many Western European countries feared such a dominant communist presence on their doorstep. Out of a desire to coordinate their defenses in a case of conflict with the Soviets, several Western nations created the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, otherwise known as NATO, in April 1949. The treaty pledged mutual support and cooperation within the alliance against conflicts and war. Its original members were Belgium, Canada, Denmark, France, Great Britain, Iceland, Italy, Luxembourg, and the Netherlands, Norway, Portugal, as well as United States. Memberships in this Brussels-based organization expanded considerably in the decades after its founding. The Soviet Union's response to NATO was the Warsaw Pact, created in 1955. Albania, Bulgaria, Czechoslovakia, East Germany, Hungary, Poland, Romania, and the Soviet Union were the original members. Warsaw Pact nations combined their armed forces and based their army leaders in Moscow, the capital of the Soviet Union. These nations were also known as the Communist Bloc. Two countries with communist political systems successfully resisted Soviet control. Albania, located next to Greece, joined the Warsaw Pact but withdrew in 1968. It became more closely tied to China. Yugoslavia, under the authoritarian leadership of Marshal Joseph Bronz Tito, never joined the Warsaw Pact. In the 1990s, ethnic divisions caused Yugoslavia to break apart into several countries, including Slovenia, Serbia, and Croatia. Other treaty organizations formed in an attempt to halt the spread of communism in other regions. In 1954, Australia, France, Great Britain, New Zealand, Pakistan, the Philippines, Thailand and the United States formed the Southeast Asian Treaty Organization or CETO. The Central Treaty Organization, CENTO, was an anti-Soviet treaty organization formed by Great Britain, Iran, Iraq, Pakistan and Turkey to prevent the spread of communism in the Middle East. The United States was not a full member but it joined CENTO's military committee.
During the Cold War, the United States formed alliances with more than 40 states. It was sometimes easier for the United States to influence and negotiate through these smaller alliances than through the United Nations. Proxy Wars The ideological Cold War was accompanied by hot wars in Asia, Africa, Latin America and the Caribbean. They were called proxy wars because the armies of smaller countries were proxies or stand-ins for the two superpowers. These wars often combined special local issues such as a battle against colonialism for land reform with the international conflict over the spread of communism. Through proxy wars occurred in some countries, some resulted in millions of deaths. Two of the biggest confrontations were the Korean War and the Vietnam War in Asia. In both instances, the countries were split into north and southern sections. In both countries, a communist government ruled the northern section. <coughs> Korean War Just as the victorious powers divided Germany after World War II, they also divided the Korean Peninsula. The Soviets occupied the North, the United States occupied the South with its allies. The Korean War, which was from 1950 to 1953, began when North Korea invaded South Korea in an attempt to reunite the country under its leadership. In response, the United Nations voted to defund and defend the South Korea military. The Soviet Union could have vetoed the resolution, but its representatives was absent during the vote because the Soviet Union was boycotting all Security Council meetings in protest over a disagreement about China's seat on the Security Council. United Nations military forces supporting the South Koreans came from 16 member countries, but the United States provided the largest number and the overall commander, General Douglas MacArthur. The Soviet Union did not send troops, but it sent money and weapons to North Korea. The United Nations forces pushed back the North Koreans across the inter-Korean border and drove towards North Korea's border with China. The Chinese allies of North Korea, and concerned that the UN forces would try to invade China as well, sent Chinese troops across the border and entered the war against the United States and its allies. After three years of fighting and some four million civilian and military casualties, the war ended in a stalemate. The two parts of Korea remained divided with a demilitarized zone in between. Vietnam War U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, following the Truman policy of containment, sent military advisors to South Vietnam to train the South Vietnamese army and prevent a communist takeover by North Vietnam. Eisenhower's successor, President John F. Kennedy, increased the number of advisors from 1,000 to 16,000. Some U.S. citizens believed America could not afford to lose a confrontation in Vietnam. They thought a communist victory would weaken United States prestige around the world. However, the United States was supporting an undemocratic and unpopular South Vietnamese ruler, Nong Dim Dim. In 1963, Buddhist monk Thich Quang Duc 
publicly set himself on fire in Saigon to protest the South Vietnamese government's favoring of Catholics over Buddhists. His protest inspired others. A military coup with US support soon overthrew Dean. In 1964, President Lyndon Johnson sent more US troops to South Vietnam. Johnson believed in the domino theory, the idea that if one country in the region became communist, other countries would soon follow. Johnson feared that China and the Soviet Union would bring all the Southeast Asia under communist rule. The Bay of Pigs Crisis Fidel Castro and other communist revolutionaries overthrew the Cuban dictator Francisco Bastista in 1959. Castro soon set up a dictatorship in Cuba. On August 6, 1960, the new government started to nationalize foreign-owned industries, which was a common communist strategy. Cuba nationalized business and properties on the national telephone and electric companies, Texaco, Esso, and Sinclair oil companies, and 36 sugar mills owned by U.S. farms. As a result of these economic losses for its citizens, the United States broke off trade with Cuba and cut diplomatic ties. Castro, in turn, accepted Soviet aid and aligned Cuban's foreign policy with that of the Soviet Union. In 1961, newly elected U.S. President John F. Kennedy gave grave concerns about the presence of a communist country located only 90 miles off the coast of Florida. Before Kennedy took office, a group of Cuban exiles who opposed Castro had asked the U.S. government backing to invade Cuba and overthrow Castro. Kennedy gave his support. The resulting Bay of Pigs invasion was a total failure. Even worse for the United States, it cemented the Cuban-Soviet alliance. The Cuban Missile Crisis In response to the Bay of Pigs, the Soviets began to support Cuba with arms and military advisors. Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev, who came to power after Stalin, saw an opportunity in Cuba. In 1962, he shipped nuclear missiles to Cuba. Khrushchev felt justified in his actions because in the summer of 1961, the United States had placed nuclear missiles in Turkey, a US ally that shared a border with the Soviet Union. In October 1962, US intelligence learned that more missiles were on their way to Cuba. Kennedy ordered the US Navy to prevent the missiles from reaching Cuba. He called his action a quarantine because a blockade was technically an act of war. Regardless of the term, the two superpowers were on a collision course that threatened nuclear war. Ultimately, the two leaders pulled back from the brink. Khrushchev called back the Soviet ships and removed the missiles that had been delivered to Cuba. In return, the United States pledged to quietly remove its missiles from Turkey. After this incident, leaders of both countries realized that better communication their countries was needed. In 1963, two countries set up a hotline, a direct telegraph teleprinter link between the United States and Soviet leaders' offices. Test Ban Treaty 
People worldwide worried about deaths and environmental harm from nuclear war or nuclear testing. In 1963, the Soviet Union, the United States, and more than 100 other states signed a nuclear test ban treaty. France and China did not sign it. This agreement outlawed nuclear weapons testing above ground, underwater, and in space. The goal was to cut down on the amount of radiation that people would be exposed to as a result of weapons testing. Underground testing remained legal. In 1968, the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty called on nuclear powers to prevent the spread of nuclear technology and materials to non-nuclear countries. Angola The Portuguese colony of Angola in southwest Africa won its independence in 1975 after 14 years of armed struggle. Like the Vietnamese, the Angolians had to fight a war to end their colonial status. However, Angola faced greater ethnic conflict than did Vietnam. The borders of Angola, like those of many newly independent African countries, had been set by European colonial powers with little regard for traditional regions. Rival ethnic groups were thrown together under one government. Angola was more a multi-ethnic empire, consisting of three distinct cultural groups than a nation-state in which everyone shared a common culture. Each group had fought for independence, each wanted control of the country's lucrative diamond mines, and each was supported by other countries. The Soviet Union and Cuba backed the Manbundu tribe. South Africa backed the Ovabamundun tribe, and the United States backed the Bankongo tribe. Upon independence, civil war broke out. In 2002, after 27 years of fighting, the rivals agreed on a ceasefire. However, threats of violence from militant separatist groups remained. Contra war. In Nicaragua, Contra War. In Nicaragua, in 1979, the 43-year dictatorship by the Somoza family was ended by the rebel Sedanists, who called themselves socialists. Two years later, conservative opponents of the Sardinists known as Contras tried to overthrow them. From 1981 to 1988, the Contra War gripped the country. Wanting to isolate the Sandinists, the United States heavily backed the Contras with covert support. The Contra War took the lives of tens of thousands of Nicaraguans. The war ended after the signing of the Tela Accord in 1989 and the demobilization of the Contra and Sandinista armies. Anti-Nuclear Weapon Movement the nuclear arms race spawned a reaction known as anti-nuclear weapons movement. One of the first such movements developed in Japan in 1954 in opposition to US testing of nuclear weapons in the Pacific Ocean. In 1955, more than one-third of Japan's population signed a petition against nuclear weapons. 
in the late 1970s and early 1980s, anti-nuclear weapons movements expanded to other countries, particularly the United States and Western Europe. On June 6, 1982, some one million people demonstrated in New York City against the creation, build-up and possible use of nuclear weapons.